Okay, okay. This is the bitching and moaning cold open in which I lament incessantly about how disappointed I was with Sinister 2 to try and shoehorn in the theme of art critique to this episode, this uh, motley episode. That's probably not the right word, but I'm not going to edit it. Suck my balls. Um, Man, the first Sinister was such a was really one of the only movies that I've ever seen that did actually traumatize me when I saw it. It was so impactful, specifically like the snuff films that Ethan Hawke finds in the office is, is so, are so scary. They're so, you know, they're believable. The, the music is, is downright chilling and it's the, the mystery of the entire movie that really pulls you in and just fucks you up. And, and my biggest issue I think with Sinister 2 was that they, it kind of took away the scariest part of the first movie, which to me was the films, and they kind of made them less important and more unbelievable, I guess. Because, well, I guess there were a few of the the films in the second one that were sort of believable. There was like the Christmas one where the, the little girl buried her family in the snow. That one was pretty scary. And the 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 kitchen remodeling one where the boy, like, floods his kitchen and like has his family tied up in there and he like throws a live wire into the water and like electrocutes them all like those were those were pretty good but they were they felt rushed almost compared to watching the first one and how you just wanted those fucking movies to be over as soon as Ethan Hawke started watching them and not to mention that in Sinister 2 the the one that would have been the fucking craziest to watch was kind of just thrown into the background of having the ghost kids talk to the fucking one of the twin kids anyway and that was the dentist one where the the little bitch like fucking has her family restrained in dentist chairs and she like drills through their teeth and like up into their brain like that that shit would have been so scary to watch and experience but you know whatever and then there were the the other two which was there was the the alligator one um which was pretty ridiculous because I don't know. It's 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 very clear, especially once you watch the rat one, that Bagul is like manipulating the the creatures to like harm the people, and that just kind of takes away the scary element of it because then that makes it a demon's doing instead of just like a fucked up kid's doing. Um, like with the one with the rats, like Bagul summons the rats to go onto the people's stomachs, where it would have been way freakier if the kid had had the rats just like in cages off to the side, and he like slowly, meticulously like would place the rats on all their stomachs as they're nailed to the floor. Um, but that's just me and my experience with the first one, you know, compared to my experience with the second one and how it was... I mean, there were really only a few scary parts in the second one for me, which was the the two, the more realistic snuff films, the the kitchen one and the um, the, the Christmas one. And then there was the um, the ham radio scene where Deputy So-and-So, which I'm I'm pissed off that they don't give him a name. His name is just ex-Deputy So-and-So in this fucking movie. Uh, it's Deputy So-and-So, or ex-Deputy So-and-So, goes to, like, that professor, and he's got the ham radio, and you hear, like, the Norwegian broadcast of the girl, like, killing her mom, and she says, like, Mom, you're being too loud. He can't hear me over your screaming, or something like that. And that, that part was pretty scary, just because there was so much of the unknown. And and I think that's what made Sinister 2 so not scary was how much became known about like the process of I guess corrupting 
the kids, even knowing in this one, I think the twins weren't the best usage of kids for Begul to fuck with because it's like the one kid, the one twin was already ready to murder his family before he even started the snuff film or even before he became fully under the influence of Begul. And that that didn't really sit with me as well as the ones in the first movies where it really did seem like these kids became possessed by Bagul and by the other ghost kids and flipped the, they, a switch flipped in them and then they would restrain and kill their families in these, these horrifying ways. And that was the thing too, is just that the deaths from the snuff films in the first Sinister were so much scarier than the uh, the ones in the second one. Like the the pool one in the first one and like the lawnmower one were just so fucking freaky because that could just happen to somebody like it you felt wrong every time ethan hawk loaded up one of those fucking what are they the eight millimeter or they're either eight millimeter or they're super eight because those two things are different despite what idiots online will try and tell you who don't know anything but the um i don't know i just i felt i felt like i built up this movie sinister 2 in my head a lot more than maybe i really should have and I became really disappointed because of it. Because of how I didn't really give a fuck about any of the characters in the movie. And I don't know. I, I was just kind of ready to be traumatized again by a movie. And it didn't really live up to that. And, and the thing about the first Sinister that I always thought was was kind of cool was that... <clears throat> excuse me. If you... um. If you ever tried to, like, describe the bad guy in the first Sinister, it sounds pretty goofy. But then, like, actually watching it, it's a totally different story when you, you know, you see how these these things unfold. But whereas, even in Sinister 2, like, there's just so much more goofy-ish feeling things in it than in the first one. And I, I don't know, I guess this is just my formal critique of I just, I want a movie to, like, fuck me up again. You know, like the first Sinister did. But it's understandable. Um, I think now I'm getting a signal in the booth by Ben that he's ready to transfer to his segment, so... We're going to turn over to that one as I stop bitching about my Sinister 2 experience, and we're going to go to Ben, who has a pretty good lead-up into what we're going to be talking about this episode, which is a special long-form interview with an artist who Ben will fill you in on in just a moment. Thank you for listening. You're about to hear this week's Pigeon Decision. Side effects may include general confusion, noticeably worse test scores, and a bigger ass. Lay back, grab your drink of choice, and relax as we dive right in. It was a turning point in music history when rapper Quiz Enema exploded on the scene. However, there were others before that set the blaze for the trail 
that would one day become the premier genre of the sub-413 undergenre of sewer sound. With NPD Radio, I'm Ben Pigeon. The year was 2016, the place Buckland, Massachusetts. In the haze of a dreary morning, out from the holly bog, crawled a creature unknown to the greater world. It croaked like a frog, but had the face of a man, the penis of a horse, and the voice of Steven Seagal. Many remarked, who witnessed the creature's rise, that it seemed to have the affable disposition seen often in a well-mannered high school senior. However, after further investigation, the people of Buckland realized this wasn't just an average being. This, this was a Sigma male. There are no known recordings of what the creature said that day, and, in fact, many have been called racist for having recorded it. Truth be told, we shall never know what the true progenitor of sewer sound said that day, but we can take a guess. Those present were a few of the genre's trailblazers. Cool Aiden, Mount Olympus, MCAT Thunderbird, and, of course, Quiz Enema. In between their lyrics, we can see the true nature of sewer sounds and what is trying to be communicated by the genre's leaders. A quick moment to thank NPD sponsors, you, the listener. For every full listen, we collect two-tenths of a penny, which go towards making sure our program is of the highest care and quality. Thank you for listening, you bitch lords. Now, sewer sounds is not an official moniker used by most artists under the genre. However, we can say that as social researchers and participants in the zeitgeist, that the sounds of a sewer are very much what the artists of this genre are in fact making. There cannot be any other interpretation than these, than that these songs, these delicate, intimate songs, are delicate and intimate because they take place in a tight, bunged-out sewer deep below the streets. And that is where the first major critique of Sewer Sounds lies. Redlining. (laughs) Of course, we would be remiss not to mention that this program is funded entirely by you, the listener. But also George Soros, the Koch brothers, and the Vietnam is Relevant Again Commission for the Greater Good. Here to remind you that our vets fought for nothing and that music is unfortunately moving in this direction. America, I love you so much. You know, Joe Biden is entirely wrong when he says that the state of music in this country is, quote, royally fucked. I think, I think that from this maestro's point of view that we need to consider the angle that maybe, I don't know, classical was never very good. Here to join us is raving lunatic and classical composer Stark Lundergan. Thank you for joining us, Stark. Happy to be here. So, Stark, you want... It's great to be spreading classical violin sounds still at the ripe age of 89. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about. You were born during the Great Depression, and at a time where you, at the age of 12, were eligible to be conscripted to die horribly on a hot, desolate island in the South Pacific. Do you really know what music is? I know that what I did in Japan was justifiable. That wasn't the question. It seems relevant today with how canceled I got of my comments about morning Hiroshima. Now that's an interesting point. Was music better when the United States was more emboldened to incinerate thousands of people? Yes, but I would say even better was when Mozart was alive and people were still being drawn and quartered. There was never anything like that time. You play violin, correct? Yes. And you have since what age? I never remember not holding a violin, but for some reason I'm the less informed on music. 
And musicians like Quiz Enema are less informed, you'd say? I'd say so, without a doubt. I guess the standards have shifted, haven't they? Well, if me never putting out a violin since the womb disqualifies me from knowing about music, then yes, they have. Well, equally impressive is reports say Quiz Enema has never put down a titty since the womb. Have you heard about that? No comment. Thank you, Stark. You can catch Stark Lundergan playing his violin in the empty auditorium at Tanglewood until they're done milking it. Thank you again for joining us, Stark. Thank you. Man, I just were prepping for this whole show thinking that people who love music are just going to listen. But we get this... In other news, Beyonce still exists and still has fans and is quickly becoming the new U2. You can catch the next major rapper death this October, when Pitchfork drops the article and labels bleed the rest of their inventory until the family has nothing left. We were talking about culture, but culture is really just that. Sewer sounds. Nowadays, it comes down to people who think there's a culture and people who analyze across cultures, and I tend to think the latter is more relevant, if you want my true opinion. Stepping outside the glass mirage of this NPR knockoff show, I can tell you, the listener, who just put two-tenths of a cent in my pocket, that I am more emboldened than ever to speak my mind through the cords of a Shure SM57 microphone than ever before. Please know, this is my last cry for help. This is the last time I talk about music until they shut me up. This is the last time I asperse classical music. We are all built and engineered to listen and to hate. There is no more one culture. It's all splintered, and that's okay. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy what you love. Don't listen to one thing. Just splinter out and be your own person, please. And for the love of God, never look the sewer creature in the eye. Makes everything so much harder to understand. Thanks so much for tuning in to NPD, National Pigeon Decision. We've been talking about the hottest new music trends and going through the history of the most unknown genres. Stay tuned for the much-hyped Wings of Sadism interview coming up soon. For NPD, I'm Ben Pigeon. Wings? Can I call you Wings? Yeah. Some call you the father of chill wave music. How does that feel, and do you identify with being the godfather of Chill Wave? It's not Chill Wave. Oh? It's Drain Wave. And what do you mean by Drain Wave? Drain Wave. See, music that just sucks you out of existence. And you just stare into visual stimulation. And let your soul come out your eyes. That's Drain Wave. That's what I make. And who's your biggest influence for your Drain Wave? The 80s. The 80s? Yes. What part of the 80s? The AIDS and crack. Did you ever partake of any of the AIDS or crack? Maybe. No comment? Maybe. Hmm. Did you ever collaborate with any other artist? What do you think? Uh, hold on. Yeah, we got all the time in the world. Hold on. Mm. Hold on. Hold on. Still holding on. Maybe the maybe the weekend. You think the weekend would work with you? He better. <laughs> What's he gonna? What are you gonna do if he doesn't? I'll make a track without him. <laughs>
And it'll it'll steal that that uh Grammy he didn't get and threw a bitch fit about. Did he throw a bitch fit about not getting a Grammy? Oh yeah. What did he sound like? I didn't get a Grammy. That's what he sounded like. How many how many uh, packs of cigarettes do you smoke in a week? None. Why does your voice sound like that? Deep throat. Is that how you get some of the guttural effects on the All Night EP? Absolutely. I got throat seeking. Who's your favorite person to deep throat? The Mongolians. <laughs> what makes the Mongolians so good for deep throating? They teach me how to throat sing and return for deep throating. Uh, speaking of Asia, I hear you've been watching a lot of Evangelion lately. How's it going? Does that have an effect on your music? It destroyed my soul. I crushed it. Yeah? Crushed it hard. Hard. What part specifically crushed you? Well, no spoilers, but... It's uh, like a 20-year-old movie at this point. The end of Evangelion really crushed my soul. Yeah? I mean, I miss Oscar. Yeah. Uh, Ray's kind of creepy. <laughs> What's creepy about her? Everything. She's just so it, like, oh, she's like BDSM and simpage and everything wrapped into a preteen. Preteen. You've expressed concern over some of the panty shots in Evangelion before. Why do you take such a moral high ground off fan service in anime? I'm a Westerner, and in Western culture, we don't show panty shots of that kind of thing. Japan! Is another kind of culture. Uh Uh-huh. It's just different, and i got to learn to embrace that difference. That's all about, that's what, you know, being inclusive and accepting diversity is, you know. It's it's respecting the differences of other people, even if you may not agree with them. Yes. Have you found that, you know, through your musical journey all across the world, that you've grown to accept other cultures? Well... At least be tolerant of them? Hopefully I see it. They didn't give me my weed. So I wasn't very tolerant that night. Uh-huh. All night, I was open to be spliced, but nobody spliced me. <laughs> and uh, I forget the rest of the tracks I made. Can you just walk us through, like, a day in your life? Like, what your uh, schedule is? Well, I wake up about... Uh, 12 in the afternoon, browse social media, get some, I take a piss, hopefully didn't piss my pants, and then I go back to bed till about four. How long are you usually on social media? An hour. And then you go back to bed until four in the afternoon? And then I go back on social media. After you wake up in four? Take another piss. Mm-hmm. And then I plug in, watch some anime or some. Uh, 
Netflix. When do you eat? Uh, I eat breakfast at noon mm-hmm. and dinner around eight. Anything in between? Seltzer. Just seltzer. What kind of seltzer? Oh, we've had we've had pineapple pomelo, summer iced tea, blueberry lemonade, uh, cranberry lime, uh, mandarin orange, Georgia peach, mm-hmm. uh, the weird polar Arctic one. Uh, that's about it. Do you have any that are like favorites? Summer iced tea and blueberry lemonade. Hmm. Do you ever mix them with anything? Chai tea latte mix. <laughs> Is that good? Hell yeah! <laughs> what, are, what are you drinking right now? Uh, peppermint schnapps and uh, mint cucumber lime mixer. Yeah, initially, you didn't like the peppermint schnapps. What changed? None of it. I still hate it. Why are you still drinking it? Because it gets me where I am right now. Now, can you walk us through your thought process for the new album? Uh, the new album? Mm-hmm. Well, we have yet to start it, but it'll either be more drain wave mm-hmm. or uh, <laughs> uh, 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 more drain wave uh-huh who taught you how to play the guitar no one taught myself oh uh, yeah comes naturally <laughs> how long did it take you to figure out it comes naturally After I pick it up. <laughs> ten minutes? Ten minutes. Is that the only thing you can do in ten minutes? No. What else can you do in ten minutes? Well, I don't mean to be inappropriate, but... <laughs> uh, so I've had many, uh, many a person, to be inclusive, say I'm very good within satisfying their needs in ten minutes. Is that your record, 10 minutes? No, my record is five. Five? And what happened in those five minutes? All tongue and teeth, baby. Yeah? What do you think of Mambo number five? I have no comment on Mambo number five. What do you think of uh, certain parodies of Mambo number five? I have no comment on Lou Bega's controversial and uh, plagiarized mumbo number five. Really? Yes. How are you feeling right now? I don't exist. (laughs) (laughs) You don't exist? Nope. Right now I'm in an ethereal plane. Just my mind Focusing in on my eyes, which are focusing in on my mouth, making the movements and the noises to speak to you right now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
was really nice. Do you like breathing into the microphone? The microphone is the third lung to me. Uh-huh. That third lung grants me the ability to demonstrate my vocal athletics. Vocal athletics? The way that I go, you can splice me, baby. Oh, you can splice me, baby. Oh, all night. Vocal athletics demonstrated. You think you could win an Olympic medal with that? Uh, I would beat Simone Biles and Caitlin Ohashi in the gymnast gold medal Olympic series with my vocal Olympics. <laughs> How exactly would that play out? My speech would go out like this. And then climb up the bars. Do a loop-de-loop and go. And then finally with a graceful. So you have quite a wide vocal range. I can go from up to. Can you do any impressions? Who would you like to see impressed? Uh, who's the character that you like to do? Name one. Kermit the Frog. Oh, no. Oh, no, Miss Piggy. See, I can't really, I can't really do the Kermit the Frog. It's, it's, it's hard. <laughs> Yogi Bear? Oh, no, boy. You, you spoiled the snack. About uh, Fat Albert. Cosby kids? I don't. Okay. Can you do Bill Cosby? Give me a quote. I don't know what his quotes are. <laughs> I don't either besides Fat Albert. <laughs> about a Spongebob? <laughs> Squidward? Spongebob! <laughs> Is that it? Yes. That's it? Uh, Patrick? SpongeBob, where's the where's the Krabby Patty? Uh, Homer Simpson. Don't. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. What are the cartoons that you like to watch? of Shinji from Evangelion? Unfortunately, I cannot. What about his dad? You are dismissed. <laughs> what about Asuka? I will not 
insult Oscar's presence with my voice. Uh, do you think that Wings of Sadism would ever sample Asuka's vocals in a song? Only when she's insulting Shinji. What's your favorite insult that she uses against him? You! You pervert! It's not, uh, Baka! Oh, I forgot about that one. I will be a little second. Mm-hmm. I can feel the sweat dripping down my forehead. Excuse me. Yeah? He's wiping the sweat. He's back. I'm back. Do you still not exist? Still on this plane of existence between reality and alcoholic bliss. <laughs> What's your favorite drink? My favorite drink would be anything womanly, sweet. And not made with rum or whiskey. You don't like rum or whiskey? Absolutely not. Not even when it's mixed with things and you can't taste it? No, but I did have this very good drink the other day. What was it? It was a... Ginger is a pina colada mule mm-hmm. served in a cold copper mug with ice. That sounds delicious. Delicious. Do you ever drink with your dad? I have yet to drink with my father. Don't you ever drink with your father? My father. The Joker now? Yeah, he gave me these scars. <laughs> By talking about BBWs. Uh huh, BBWs? An unhealthy amount. Your father talks about BBWs? My father has an addiction to women in the plus size variety. Can you elaborate? I cannot for legal reasons. What legal reasons are there? FTC and FCC communications. What the fuck is FTC? Federal Trade Commission. What does it have to do with BBWs? They trade stocks. <laughs> yeah? In the plus size. They trade plus size stocks. Yes. And you can't talk about that because it would be... Illegal. On what grounds? Insider information. <laughs> Has your dad just been with that many BBWs that it's always insider information? He knows how to get the good ones. But you said it's an addiction, so like he can't live without them? Well, he's been three weeks without them at this point. His word's not mine. So he's going through withdrawal. Oh, yeah. Is oh, he- yeah! Is he hornier than normal? I'm unable to comment on his horny level. Does he seem hornier than normal? You can't tell with this man. <laughs> what do you mean? This man doesn't display horniness the way the rest of us do. What do you mean? He expresses it in pheromones. <laughs> pheromones? Releasing oily substances from his skin that attract the opposite sex! <laughs> it's like sweating? Partially. What do you mean? 
It's like sweat, but it ain't from the armpits or the skin. What's it from? From the mouth. So it's like spit? No, it's like... It's, it's like... Oh! Have you ever had any of this? Oh, no, BBW! Do you wish you were sometimes? Hell no! Why not? Because I like my slender figure and my ability to attract both the man and the women. So, Wings of Sadism, are you uh, polyamorous? Hell no! But I appreciate all figures and walks of life. Is that a theme of your music, do you think? All night, baby. All night? What what inspired the making of All Night? Well, uh, are you familiar with movies? I am. Well, <clears throat> there's this movie called Splice. Uh-huh. Where this guy genetically engineers this half he female half mm-hmm. bird amphibian. Mm-hmm. And then he makes love to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn! Mm-hmm. That's hot. How hot was it? Not hot enough to jerk to, but hot enough to, you know, get aroused. Would you have jacked off in the theater watching Splice? Absolutely not. That is indecent exposure, and I like to keep my theaters pristine. What if there are no kids around? There are always cameras and people. And I said fa- kids. Kids? Well, I never, never if there were any around. Mm-hmm. What if there weren't kids? Still, no. It's indecent exposure, and I'm not about to get canceled by Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo's going to cancel you for jerking off during Splice? No, but he got canceled. Same with, uh, not Mr. Bean, uh, <laughs> Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> how, did, uh, how did Pee-wee Herman get canceled? Jerking off in a theater. Wasn't it an adult theater? Still doesn't matter. You're still jerking off in a place that ain't your home. <laughs> do you feel bad for Andrew Cuomo? No. What do you, what do you take on Andrew Cuomo, Wings of Sadism? I don't live in New York. In fact, I hate the state and I hate the city. So the governor is just underneath that pile of hate. Why do you hate New York City so much? Congested, overrated, overtopped, overdicked, overpriced, overcapitated, over-impossible to drive, over-costing anything that I possibly could make off of my music, intolerable. Did you know that in Manhattan, you know, apartment, like, rent aside, it costs three grand a month just to have your car, like, in a garage? Oh, you better sell that car, buy yourself a boat. Just be the same fucking price in New York. What's a boat going to get you in Manhattan? It's going to get you a lot, of, a lot of street sex. Street. What do you think street sex in Manhattan is like? Depends if you're in a... Uh, okay, uh, you almost got me. Uh, you almost, 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 uh, we you almost uh I forget well, the what the fuck did I almost do? I forget the term. You almost put me into a two for one gotcha moment. No, I didn't. Yeah, I almost started talking about race. 
What the fuck does race have to do with street sex in Manhattan? Well, you're saying what part am I in? Am I in the rich district where they have, they have better access to birth and sex and STD control, or am I in the poor neighborhoods because they don't government don't care about them and they got to fend for themselves? What do you think the government not caring about poor people? What's up with that? It's because if you ain't, maybe if you're black or white, it affects how you're going to be treated and treated right. Is that something you want to try and fight with your music? No. (laughs) What do you mean? I refuse to indulge the concept and current state of politics and media. Okay. I'm an artist. If I wanted to be a politician, I would have gone to Politician Academy. Politician Academy? Yep. Where the hell's that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't go there. Did you look at it at least? Uh, nope. Do you know anybody who went there? Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas? Yeah. What about Michael Douglas? Uh, he's a fine chap. Well, what does he do? He, uh, yaks, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, what is he acting? Uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, Dr. Pym in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. What does he sound like? Hang on. Mm-hmm. Hanging on. Hope! You can't keep doing away our secrets! That's Michael Douglas, all right. My best impression. Can you do a Paul Rudd impression? Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man. Oh, Mr. Pimp! Wait. Oh, I, I gave away those particles. Just, uh... That's all I got. Mm-hmm. What about Winnie the Pooh? Can you do Winnie the Pooh? Ho, 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 piglet! Piglet! I got some honey here! Oh, oh piglet. Well, that's my Winnie the Pooh impression. I wish I could do Winnie the Pooh. Too bad you can't! Yeah, I'd have him be like, mm, Piglet, will you put your oh, pinky in my ass, Piglet? That. Oh, I don't appreciate that inappropriate reference to my childhood favorite. You know, like Winnie the Pooh asking Piglet to put a finger in his ass? No. Why not? It's inappropriate. It's a kid's innocent story. <laughs> you think Pooh was innocent? Yes. You didn't think him and Piglet were together? <sighs> nope. Is there any story that you're okay with being indecent with? As a matter of fact... Yes. Uh-huh. The story of how I met my first wife. That's the story of how you met your first wife. I met my first wife at a DK. Dairy Queen. DQ. DK, DQ. Same sound, different letters. Anyway, I met my wife at a DQ ordering the double-triple Blizzard Deluxe with the extra quanti sauce. And a side order of maraschino cherries by the dozen, along with some waffle spoons and a side of ketchup with mustard sauce and black pepper sprinkles. Okay. And she came to me and said, Hey! Aren't you, like, wings of sadism? Are you wings of sadism? And I'm like, if you listen to me on uh, Spotify and SoundCloud. You're on Spotify? 
Not yet, but I will be once I get verified. Okay, how's that process going? Uh, well, you gotta have an SSN, which I'm illegal. So that's kind of hard okay. to get. But you're not a legally documented citizen of this country? Nope, I am a citizen of uh, Greece. You're from Greece? Hell yeah. What made you flee Greece for the United States? Corruption. What kind of corruption? Better women. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, as well as the uh, benefits of being an exotic in America. Is Greek considered exotic in America? Well, I mean, you're white, but you're not exactly Italian, French, or Spanish, or English, so you're kind of on the outskirts. Well, have you ever faced racism in this country as a Greek man? Oh, yeah, they're always like, hey, can you give me a fucking, uh, girl? Gyro? Oh, I can't pronounce it. You've been out of your home country for too long? Yes. What other Greek food do you like? Spanakopita, but I hate those, uh, those, uh, those olive leaves with the, the cheese inside of them and dolmas. Uh-huh. I hate those. Okay. That's it? Yes. So you've lost your tongue for your native country in terms of food and language? If they made Greek food in a McDonald's, I would never leave home. Can you, can you know any Greek that you could speak for us on the mic? I cannot. You've lost it all? Been in the country too? I've lost it all except for my physically good looks. Mm. Describe what you look like as a Greek man. As a Greek man, I'm six foot three. I got big legs, big arms, but a very thin torso. I got okay. a full, full back bullet of uh, bleach brown hair. Okay. I wear construction glasses. Okay. And I have no facial hair. Okay. And whenever I talk, I sound like. Okay. Only when I pronounce the word H. H? The word H? The word H. What's the word H mean in Greek? Like, I H yo mama. You H my mama? Yeah, gotcha. Damn, walked right the fuck into that one. Have you done that to other people before? Nope. Was that the first time doing that one? Nope. Who else you tried it on? Nope. That's not an answer to my question. Wait! I also did it on Yo Mama. You didn't even know my mama. You want me to... (laughs) No. You want me to flame where you... You want me to dox you... No, I can dox your mama, not I my mama. I will dox you right now, boy. No, you will not. I will dox you right now, boy. Okay. Yo mama live on Twitter. She lives in a two-place, uh... She drives a... Married to... Her sons... They went to... Now, both dropouts. You want me to go father? <laughs> both dropouts. Near dropouts. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I doxed you, bro. All the beeps that I'm going to put in right there are going to sound so funny. <laughs> Where'd you learn to laugh like that? That's my natural laugh. Okay. <laughs>
So when are we going to expect the next Wings of Sadism album to drop? As soon as the Dark Lord tells me. As soon as who tells you? The Dark Lord tells me. What the hell does the Dark Lord have to do with any of this? You're not one of his followers. I'm, I'm not, but you seem to be. And that's for me to know and you to find out. Can't even give us a hint. His name begins with Q. Is it Q? Begins with Q. Does it also end with Q? No. What does it end with? Z. <laughs> Quiz? I denied a further comment on this subject. Wait, you know Quiz Anima? I denied a comment further on I've been this trying subject. I have been trying to get in touch with Quiz Anima for months now, and he has been ignoring my texts. Quiz doesn't use a cell phone. Yes, he does. He gave me a cell phone number. Quiz, well, that was a fake number. I got Quiz's contact info. Can you get in touch with him for me? I'd love to have him back on I the show. I can't. What do you want me to tell him? I'd love to tell him that his uh, our viewers' reception to redeem yourself was very positive overall to the people who listened to it. In yeah, the... the 16 people he told me. Yeah, but that's like 16 positive listeners. Not as much as the oven has over 100. Yeah, it has close to 200 now. God damn! How, how many places does your music have? Uh, probably in the sub-50s. More of a niche-liking listening group. Do you think that you'll ever put on a live show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah! What's your dream setup for a live show? Oh, man. That place in Connecticut. I forget what it's called. Is it like Xfinity Stadium or something? In Hartford, the Xfinity arena? Yes, that 10... Hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. and I performed the whole Wings of Satanism album, mm-hmm. debut album, mm-hmm. as well as covers of my favorite band. What band's your favorite band? Uh, Maroon Five. Okay. The Lumineers. Okay. Aerosmith. Aerosmith? Yeah. How many people do you think are going to show up to this show? Show up to the show. Show up to the show. Hopefully 10, 100, 100. Don't you think that that's a pretty short show compared to how much the tickets are probably going to cost for the venue? 10, 100, 100,000 people. Okay. For a 20-minute concert plus covers. Okay. Plus the autograph period. You're going to sign for all those people? I will sign for all 10, 100, 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. And then anybody who bought VIP gets, gets a select select private session, if you know what I mean. I don't think we do. What do you mean by a private session? Well, if you bought a... Uh, I might not do a little of a little uh, promo here, but... Uh-huh. A VIP session with yours truly, Wings of Sadism, will get you one lap dance by yours truly. Okay. Ten free drinks. Wow, okay. A screening of Fast and Furious 9. Okay. Followed by a surprise guest appearance by Vin Diesel. 
Vin Di- you got Vin Diesel to come to the Hartford. Not only Xfinity Vin Diesel, Stadium. but I also got the baby. You got the baby to come in. Is he going to perform any duets with you? Oh man, we gonna do uh, that one with Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. A duet with Dua Lipa. Hell yeah, be a triet. A triet with uh, Dua Lipa and the baby and the baby. You're not at all concerned over his uh, recent uh, remarks about sucking dick in the parking lot and getting HIV at his shows? Shit! All right, not the baby. Mm-hmm. We'll take Lil Baby. Who's Lil Baby? Drip too hot, don't send too fast, you will hook around the drown off this wave! That little baby. Is he aware of your existence? Does he know that you enjoy his music so much? He is my half-husband twice removed. What the hell is a half-husband? So, my husband's husband, who I divorced and then married, that husband being Lil Baby. Okay. And then removed him and okay. married a woman. That, is, that doesn't make any fucking sense. He's my half-husband twice removed. Do you, you know, are you two in touch? Yes. Really? Grinder. Grinder. Do you like Grinder? No. Do you use Grinder? No. And how are you in touch with him? I have to be. With through Grinder? He has no other social. So you have Grinder? Yes. So you use Grinder to get in touch with him? Yes. Do you use Grinder to get in touch with other people? No. Why not? Because that would make me suspicious. Suspicious? Yes. I mean, what if uh, what if I was on Grinder? I will. Uh, I don't date. Uh, I don't. I, I don't date. You don't date. Nope. I think relationships are uh, like a roadblock in your music. Nope. I see a person I like and I instantly propose. Hope for the best. How how often has that worked out for you? Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten? So With the exception had... of Cher, she said no. So ten out of eleven? Yes. You've had ten out of eleven successful proposals? Yes. So are you just divorced or are you married to ten people? Married to ten. Who are the ten? Cher Lloyd. She said you said she didn't accept. No, 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 no. There's Cher Lloyd and okay. then there's Cher. Okay. Cher did Do you believe in love and love? And Cher and Cher Lloyd did I want you back. I want you back. I want you back. You back back. Okay? Okay. Okay. So yeah, I'm proposed to Cher. Mm-hmm. Little baby. The mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. Michael Douglas. Uh-huh. Avril Levine. Okay. Jack Kroger. Okay. Uh, Diplo. Okay. Pitbull. Okay. Nicki Minaj. All right. Travis Scott. Okay. Kim Kardashian. Cool. Kanye. Yep. Miley Cyrus. Naturally. Taylor Swift. Okay. The Beatles. All four of them. All four of them, even their graves. The dead ones. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Xi Jinping. Uh, Xi Jinping. I've wanted to meet him for a while. Is he nice? Well, I'm married to him. Is he nice? Unable to comment. It'll compromise my Chinese citizenship. You also have Chinese citizenship as well as Greek citizenship? I do. After a personal conference with himself, Xi Jinping. Has he ever said anything about your music? Unable to comment. We would not disclosure agreement. That's bullshit. What did G say about your music? G said... (sighs) 
And I quote. Okay. It is quite beautiful. Your music is outstanding. Delightful to listen to. And without the ability to drain out, I would not be able to live. Your music has granted me an existence I did not there before have. That's quoting him. So Xi Jinping, the now sitting president of China, would kill himself if it was not for your drain wave music. Yes. Do you think that that adds a sort of, you know, really harsh responsibility onto your part? I gotta please my mistress, you know what I mean? But, like, are you ever afraid that, you know, per se, the songs that you were recording today or a few days ago, you know, maybe they're not going to live up to G's standards and you're going to destabilize all of China once he kills himself? Well, G looks only... She, my bad, she... She has my love. <laughs> and without that, basically, as long as I make music, he will always be satisfied. And China will always remain a sustainable, hmm. stable nation. All right. We do have to go kind of soon. But uh, do you have any uh, previews you could give us of any of your music coming up? I do. Oh, cool. Thank you. I'm sure our listeners would love to know it. All right. This track's called Rodeo. Okay. Dedrina. Okay. When you see me, I want to be me. Well, inspired that track. You'll have to listen to find out. And you'll have to listen to find out as well, listeners. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Wings of Sadism interview. I don't know when this is coming out, but coming out. Any parting words, Mr. Wings? Cross-faded as fuck! I don't think that's what that means. Ah! 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 Ah!